This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, your host. I'm from Dolphin Financial Group here in sunny Clearwater and alongside me is Tony Shore. Tony, we're going to have a very interesting show today because I'm going to talk about how to time the market. In particular, how to time the stock market. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't time the market. Uh, all the other financial professionals that I've ever heard talk about this say you can't time the market. You shouldn't try. So this is going to be an interesting show, Dan. I can't wait to see where you go with this one. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm fully prepared for that uh, discussion, but It'll be a fun one. How have you been, Dan? What's going on in your life? How's Dolphin Financial Group? I'm doing well. Everything is going well. The uh, The school is in full session, so the after-school activities are also in full session, so I'm busier than normal. You know, I complain about the summer because the kids are just all over me. Hey, let's do this, this, this. And now that the summer's gone, it's like, well, now the kids aren't harassing me to uh, do something with them. They're just harassing me to show for them around. <laughs> between right. soccer and Boy Scouts and swimming and after-school clubs, it's uh, it's keeping me busy. And how involved but, are, you, are you? A soccer? Are you their soccer coach? I gave up coaching soccer when I reached my peak of capabilities. I was a lacrosse player, oh. so soccer wasn't my bag. But I coached them for probably five or six years, and then uh, passed the torch. I do lead a Cub Scout den though. So that's, that's, that's right. Exciting. You are the Cub Scout leader and that's great. I admire that. I mean, I went to scouts uh, from Cub Scouts all the way through Eagle Scout with my son, Adam, who's an Eagle Scout now. So uh, I think that's really important and I'm glad to see you're involved in that. I was never uh, the scout leader, but you know, I helped out and went to all the meetings and camps and such. So uh, that's a lot of work, though. That's a lot of hard work. So you're not you're not a soccer coach anymore. You said you were a lacrosse player. I thought your I thought your game was high lie. I, th- I always thought you were a high lie player, but well, I- high lie and lacrosse. It's different. It depends what part of the country you're in. They, in Florida, they call it high lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's a different game. No, no, that's no. a different game. I, I always totally. like to tease you about being a high lie professional high lie player in a different life. Well, it, People like I could be. I very well could have been. Yeah, that's a Florida only sport. People outside of Florida have no idea what we're talking about. 
<laughs> I think people in Florida have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> That's true. Highlight. I'm showing my <laughs> they age, know, probably. They probably know the beer more than they know the sport, although it's still played and gambled upon in Florida. I know. Fun fact. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, we digress. Today, uh, I can't believe you're going to tackle talking about timing the market. You said like it's a, a possible thing to do. You actually uh, think it's possible to time the market, Dan? You want you want answers? I want an- I want straight answers. <laughs> you can't handle the truth, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you can't anyway. Um, yes, you can time the market. Absolutely. And those that say you can't, probably just jealous because <laughs> they can't do it. No, um, you absolutely can time the market. It has been done. It is continually done. I've done it. I've seen people do it. I still have friends that do it repeatedly. Um, so yeah, it is definitely something well, people you can do. try to do it, but are they successful? That's the question. Well, true. I mean, anyone, a blind squirrel can get a nut every once in a while, right? That's not what you're getting at. Right. Um, in my former life before Highlight, I used to be a trader in New York city. You know this, but maybe listeners didn't know this. I used to trade other people's money. It was the company's money. Uh, millions, and then I would buy and sell things <clears throat> on a day daily basis, so day trading. But it was high-frequency trading, and it was, um, you know, my whole time when I started was a lot longer than most of my colleagues, and my average hold time was less than eight seconds. Wow. So we're talking true, true in-and-out craziness, right? Right. You know, there were guys that would hold stuff for four seconds. And um, let's say out of 100 people, maybe 98 would fail. And uh, I still have some very close friends um, that still do it, and they have done wow. it for, uh, it's got to be over 20 years now. So they they make a profession out of it, and they are a very lucrative profession, I might add. Um, I tried it. I, was, I did it for a few years. I was successful at it, but I quit because I couldn't handle the stress. Oh, it was so a significant stressful. amount of stress, right? Yeah, but you're talking about so, professionals doing it versus uh, our listeners, you know, mom and dad at home right now. Right. So I get people all the time like, hey, Dan, you used to trade and you're managing my money. You're my financial pro. Why don't you trade for me? Why don't you make me 10% a month? You know, why not? Isn't it realistic? Can't they do it? You know? And the answer is they can. There are people that can do it. And that's the question. Well, why don't they do it for me? Why don't I do it for my clients? You know, if, I could, if I'm saying you could time the market, why don't I have my clients' money in there? Good question. That's really, right? Right. Um, now, let's, let's back up a bit and understand what we're really talking about here. We have, there's day trading, uh, and then there's swing trading. Do you know, there's a difference between these two, swing trading versus day trading. I have no idea and, what swing trading is. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty exotic, doesn't it? And there's um, night putting, which I did true. once with the daughter of the college dean, and then was expelled. No, that's an old that's an old Caddyshack line, but yeah, yes, um, that's a good one. Um, we're not talking about the different types of grass as Bermuda. We're talking day trading, and then you got swing trading. So swing trading is basically um, short term trading, but not over the course of a day or a minute. Swing trading you might hold for a week. Or four days, you know, so it's it's a longer hold time. But the, the theory is the same. You're still trying to time it. You're still trying to 
manage a short-term movement within a, a stock or one particular stock. And so I have my friends who are both day traders and swing traders. They, they have two separate accounts, one that they trade on a, you know, minute by minute, second by second basis. And the one that they have for weeks on end and they do well in both two very different styles. Um, but notice that we're not talking about the traditional buy and hold strategy here. Um, and there's a difference between stock picking, timing the market, and then there's passive investing. And so a lot of people, you know, they, they think what the, and, and you, like you said, there, it's, there's a lot of naysayers out there. Uh, they say you can't make money timing the market, right? Um, you get crushed and you hear stories about people trying to day trade and right. losing everything. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, but it can be done and I've seen it done. And so back to the original question, well, why don't I do it more often with my clients? Well, you know, why, why aren't my clients in a day trading account, which is a very reasonable question to ask. Um, <clears throat> and it comes down to, well, who's going to do it? Who's going to actually do the trading? So like I said, I have friends that do this for a living and, and how do they make money? How, how, whose money are they trading and why won't they do it for my clients? Seems like a, <laughs> those are you know, fair questions, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> and especially I want to throw out there the the quote I always hear about this is it's not timing that you shouldn't, it's not timing the market. It's time in the market. Wrong. Don't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we always hear that from Warren Buffett? Like it's it, yeah. it's long term. It's it's the big it's the long game that he's playing. Absolutely. He goes, I'm playing the long game. You know, what what are the markets going to do next month? And his answer in the interview was, I don't care. I don't care. Right. And that's a very good philosophy to have. And that's what most people should have. And that is the philosophy I take with my clientele. But here I am saying you can make a ton more in a day than you can make in a year of trading why don't we do it? Uh, I'm going to explain it, but you're right. Um, Warren Buffett's got a different philosophy on investing. And so the question becomes, well, why don't, you know, like I said, why don't you do this for your clients? So <clears throat> I've talked to my friends about it and I've said to my friends, Hey, you know, I've got, um, I've got clients here and I've got money that they, that I'm responsible for managing. Why don't we work together? You know, um, I can invest through you rather than doing it a different way. And there's a couple of problems with this, Tony. Mm -hmm. And that's, this is where it gets interesting and why, you know, I, <clears throat> first we got to understand the perspective of those that are doing the trading. Sure. Those that are really good at timing the market. Yep. <clears throat> what are they doing? Um, for the most part, um, they are getting other people's money and leveraging it. So they might have $10 million of corporate money, the, the company that they do the trading through of, and it's none of the, none of it's their own money. Okay. So they're just trading other people's money and they'll get a percentage of the gains every day. And let's just call it 80%. So if they make $10,000 in a day trading, they keep 8,000 and the companies that they're using the money keeps 20% or 2,000. And they could do that over and over and over again. <clears throat> now, if someone came to me and said, hey, I want to invest my money, here it is, um, invest it as you will. 
you have carte blanche to do what you want and you can keep 80% of the gains and I'll keep 20% of the gains. That just doesn't, it's not a good deal. It's not a good deal for retirees, especially my clients who are all close to retirement or in retirement. They're not going to take on that, right? The, so then you look at, well, what's the closest thing to it? What, what, a, what, a, what can you do to, to day trade people's money, other people's money? And that's kind of what some hedge funds do. So let's look at a typical hedge fund deal. If you buy a hedge fund, which by the way, the average person can't buy this, there's, there's, there's high level limits of minimum investments, but you basically give the hedge fund money. They charge, call it a two and a half percent fee annually, just, just to have, just no matter what they do, they're taking two and a half percent off the top for management expenses. Okay. Then they'll keep 20% of the gains and to give you the rest. So you got to hope they make more than two and a half percent or else you're going to be losing, right? So if I said that to my friends, why don't you do that? They'll laugh at me and say, why would I take 20% of the gains when I get 80% right now? You know, why should I do that? And then I make the case, well, you, we're going to pay you a flat fee, a two and a half percent, just, you know, win or lose. This way the pressure's off. And they say, all right, so now I'm at 22%. What, what do I care? I'm, I get 80 elsewhere. So for a lot of the day traders and the swing traders, they make more money using their own or, or trading someone else's money and getting a better deal than they would if they were doing what I do, which is investment management for other people. So they laugh at me and say, you can't pay me enough. <laughs> right? Right. And another thing is they're saying, well, you know, I don't need that pressure. I don't, I don't want someone looking over my shoulder. Right. You know, if I lose $30,000 today, you know, that hurts. But I don't need someone calling me up, yelling at me. Right. You know, I, I don't want that pressure. And there'll be times when the, they'll sit on the sidelines and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to trade this week. I don't like it. I don't feel it. What do you mean you don't feel? I just don't feel like trade. I, right. A, I, I, I don't want to go on vacation. Or B, I got a bad feeling and I, I, I don't like it. Well, do you think that the, the average uh, investor is going to be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. You know, don't do anything. They, no. They, it. So they don't, so th there's a disconnect between reality of what these people are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, the successful ones that time the market and the rest of the investing world that I deal with, my clientele, who have a different view on how things should be done. Right. <clears throat> you don't hire a financial advisor to time the market for you. It's, right. it's not, That's where uh, I a think... financial advisor is not going to say, Let's let's go into this high risk, high return situation over here, and you're going to pay a, a lot more of a percentage uh, to have this opportunity. But the opportunity, the upside, uh, can be a lot greater. Um, you know that seems to be pretty risky. And nowadays, with computers, you're talking four seconds is a long time to hold a stock with when computer algorithms are doing it right. Right now, some of my colleague, friends, uh, old colleagues are actually the ones designing these computer platforms, sure. trading platforms. So it's it's really getting milliseconds now. Yeah. But um, you're right. Uh, you hire a financial advisor to kind of coach you on what to do with your money. They shouldn't be suggesting timing the market. Now, there are advisors that will do that. They're going to skew toward the younger clientele. So if I had a 20 something come to me and say, how do I make money? I might suggest yeah, let's go in this time in the market, you know, let's, let's go in this direction. Sure. But I don't deal with those clients very often. It's not my focus. 
So there's a, you know, there's a definite um, disconnect between what my clients are looking for and what these day traders can offer. Not to mention, Tony, if I said to my friend, hey, here's, here's $5 million of client funds, um, go invest it and, and keep 50% of the gains, you know, something crazy. Uh, they still would laugh because I said, I can keep 80, <laughs> you know, I don't need your money. Right. But then they would say, you know, you're giving me $5 million. All of a sudden my trading styles changed. I'm used to only trading 3 million a day at any one point. Now you're giving me another 5 million. Now that that's going to put some pressure on me to be able to maneuver in and out of my trading positions. Maybe the stocks that I normally try in time, I can't get in and out of $5 million worth of stock. You know, maybe 500,000 of stock I can get in and out of quickly, but not 5 million. Now all of a sudden, whose money is going to trade at that and, and so forth. So that's why you get these funds that are created that try these tactics that, you know, spread the risk out of everyone. Sure. But then again, the people that truly can tie in the market are going to say, well, why bother? I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you. I don't need to make, you know, I don't need other people's getting in my business. Right. Right. They, they have a and set way of doing it. They're working with a big company that does it or that provides the uh, money and the clients. So uh, I, I get that. I see your point here. Uh, I do have a few more questions for you, but it's going to have to wait until the second half of the show because we need to take a quick break. And I think this is a good time, Dan, to remind our listeners of how they can subscribe to the show as a podcast. And I know you have a special offer as well again today. That's right. Well, first of all, we're updating our website, dolphinfinancialgroup.com, and there's going to be a separate section, and there currently is now, but there's a separate section simply for the podcast. There's subscribe buttons right on there, so they can click on it, and what will happen is that they'll be notified anytime a new show like this one is uploaded, and they'll be able to listen to it on the fly, which is great. Um, if you're interested in talking about any of these topics, in detail and you you know after hearing the podcast give feel free to give us a call that's the easiest way the number to call is 888-508-5935 or you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and connect through us online if you're so inclined but again that number easy simple just give us a call 888-508-5935 and when we get back tony i'm going to really tell you why i don't recommend to my clients that they time the market, even though I might do it for myself, which is kind of like, hey, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, <laughs> You're like a I'm parent. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. You're like a parent. <laughs> Sounds like a parent, uh, which you are as well. Well, uh, Dan, I think that's great. And what's that phone number again that they can call to set up a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with you? I think it's great that you've set aside some appointments for our listeners for this because that's valuable time uh, to pick your brain. Uh, and it's like a, a one hour or more session uh, there, at least that initial session. And there's no obligation uh, to continue any further, but at least you get that meeting and get uh, your foot in the door there, right? Yeah, that's right. And you know, we talk, we get to know one another, see if we even want to work together. Sure. Some people will meet and say, hey, you know what, you're not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, we could talk day trading all day. You know, I have no problem talking about it, but if you say, all right, can you do it for me? I want to say no. And that's what I'll explain when we get back. But um, the only way to find that is just to sit and chat and not a problem. Let's set up a time and talk. You can go to your, go to our, come to our office. We can go to your home, whatever's convenient. Again, the number 888-508-5935.
All right. Sounds great. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages with more from Dan Wendell here on Dolphin Financial Radio. My name is Trevor, and we'll be right back with more Dolphin Financial Radio. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Dolphin Financial Group right now by going to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or by calling us at 888-508-5935. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Dan Wendell from Dolphin Financial. And Dan, today's show is why timing the market actually works or the fact that it does work uh, for some people in some situations. And speaking of that, you said it's not something you do for your clients, and you're going to explain why in a little more detail here to us, because I'm curious if you're willing to do it or you have friends that uh, work at trying to time the market and succeed, why wouldn't that be something you can do for your clients? You touched on that a little bit, but also I would imagine uh, some of it is maybe if you're younger and have some extra cash to play around with, uh, it might be a, be a better idea for somebody in that situation than somebody who's 55 or 60 trying to plan out retirement. Right. And you're, and you're right. So there's a couple of things going on here. One is most of my clients are at that point where they don't necessarily need that risk because there is a level of risk here that we've, you know, we got to make sure we mention when you're trying to time the market. And if you're unsuccessful, you can really lose a lot of money, too. So it goes both ways. And at the beginning, I said that um, the, the the hard reality of it is that there is close to a 98, even maybe even higher percent failure rate at tr timing the market, meaning trading, active trading. I've seen it. I know it. I've, I've been there. And I, I, just, I can look at the faces of the people that were coming and going after a week, after a month, after a year. And for the most part, that 98% is less than, you know, a year and a half. They're out. So, you know, I, my, I got into it and because I, I dealt with guys that were already successful at it and I worked with them and I got out of it because of one of the things that also we don't really talk about when it comes to investing and trying to time the market. There's a great deal of anxiety and stress that goes with it. Yeah. Even if you're successful you're still on the ball every day. And, you know, you, there's no long-term prospects here if you're going to truly try and time the market. You always have to be watching. Um, you have to be willing to bet against the market, which is counterintuitive to a lot of people. You know, if the market you feel is going to go down, bet that it's going to go down and you can make just as much money as you could betting on the way up. Um, but there's always that lurking what if. There's always that chance that some random event happens. I was trading when there was Brexit. a flash crash. Brexit, <laughs> right. Uh, there was a flash crash. I don't know if you remember that. I forget what year it was. Um, and it was one of those where the stock market went cr crazy in one direction um, and then right back down within minutes. Yep. And it was a computer algorithm error is what it came down yep. to. I remember I saw that. people um, 
sitting within, you know, 20 feet of me make and or actually both seen people make seven figures in that short time frame. And, and then the anxiety of that associated with that. I mean, you, you can also lose that much. So it's crazy what can happen with this. And it's so counterintuitive to what people should be doing when they go to retirement. And they don't want that. But of course, everyone wants to make a lot of money, right? Of course. Well, why don't you? I will say that the reason why um, I don't do it anymore or don't offer it to my clients because it's not appropriate for most retirees. At least for a majority of their portfolio, or those, you, or those getting close to retirement. Exactly, those that are planning. You know, hey, I want to retire in ten years. You're not going to be day trading. Uh, if you are, it's going to be a, for a small portion of your money that you'd be willing to throw away if, if it happened. Reading meaning you're not going to day trade a percentage of your assets that you need to retire. See, what when you get closer to retirement, it becomes more of a focus on uh, on spending and income and savings as opposed to a focus on growth. And swing trading and and timing the market is all about growth. Yeah, that's you're the not your doing accumulation it as a safety phase, play. as they say. So in your right. working years, you're in that accumulation phase, especially between the ages of uh, 20 and 50 or 55. Those are, you know, really between 20 and 50, you're working on accumulating and that's when it might apply. And that's what I thought that there was an age factor in here, right? That's right. And there's also a uh, allocation factor in here. Now, my typical client, um, what we do is they say, I want to retire in five years. We make sure that we have the assets aligned with that goal and, and retirement to them. And when we're basically how much income do you need? So we put enough assets away so we know their income is going to be set. Then there's going to be some left over. And we're going to plan for the other things that have to go with retirement, health insurance and su surprises and things that you, you don't really think about when you're younger, but now you have to. So we make sure all that's taken care of. Now, if there's some left over, that's the money we invest. And rather than then take some major risk with it, at this point, they're typically like, well, you know, I got everything covered. It'd be nice for me to make some money. Um, I don't need it. So let's not take too much risk. Or if they say, let's take a lot of risk, I, I, a lot of times I'll say, here, take this money and invest it on your own. You want to try and time the market? Good luck. Here it is. If they lose it all, it's okay, because I'm not going to let them fail on the big picture. I'll let them fail on a small portion. Now, the goal is not to fail, of course, right? I'm not, I don't want my clients to fail, right. but I want to make sure that the big picture doesn't fail. Right. And there's a big difference there. Huge. And now... For some clients, I do have portfolios that aren't necessarily market timing, but they're momentum uh, portfolios. And what I mean by that yeah, is- Yeah, what's that? It follows the trends. So for instance, if we see money, and I say money as an investment of, of the global, global investment, if we see, again, we use computer algorithm to help with this because there's so many data points. If we see a lot of money moving into developed Europe companies, um, then we we move the portfolio into those companies. If we then see it shift to uh, emerging market, medium risk companies, or the money's moving into that, then we'll move the portfolio there to follow the momentum. Now, it's not the same as market timing, but it is closer to an active management style versus the passive style, which is buy the S&P 500 and just close your eyes. 
you could do that successfully as well. There's different ways of doing it, but my thought is timing the market can be done. I know it's done successfully. It takes a certain type of person to do it. They don't want to be bothered with investing your money because they don't make enough off of you to do it. If you if they do take your money to do it, you're probably at a high net worth person that has a lot of money to spend because the minimums to invest in them are high. So the average Joe investor with you know less than a couple of million of assets that are just trying to retire and live comfortably, timing the market's probably not going to be in your best interest. And if that's what you want, I don't think you want to talk to me. Right. Even though I'm telling you it can be done, I've seen it done and I have done it, it just doesn't seem the best strategy for people that are just trying to retire and live comfortably. Right. And that's huge right there, obviously. So I think this is really important for our listeners to understand. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we go today, Dan? Absolutely. If you're interested in trying to time the market, I can give you some recommendations. So some books you can do. And basically what you're going to be doing is you're going to be taking a portion of your assets and gambling. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's kind of a form of gambling because you, especially if you don't know what you're doing, you're just starting out, you're putting a lot of risk in something that you don't know a lot about. Now, the people that I've mentioned that are doing it successfully, I do not consider them gamblers because they've done this for so many years. It's their profession and they've mastered it. And the big thing that they've mastered above all else is their emotions. Because like we've talked about in other shows, Tony, emotions are what destroy everything. So if you're going to be a market timer, it can be done. Don't you got to discount the people that say it's impossible to time the market. No offense, Warren Buffett. It can be done. Now, <laughs> could it be done with, could it be done with $40 billion? Probably not. You know, to move that kind of money is not right. going to, but again, if anyone could afford to try and time the market, it is Warren Buffett, but he chooses not to. So you get to the point where you just don't need to because you got enough money. Right. And but I, I those, guarantee you at some point, uh, if he doesn't still do it with at least a portion of his money, I'm sure he uses these uh, stock guys. What do you call them? Uh, in you know, hedge fund managers. Yeah. Or, I'm you know. sure he has some money that uh, he uses to time the market uh, it, down the road. He himself uh, likes to trade and do things, and he's not personally doing it, but his money is. <laughs> right, right. And I subscribe to the philosophy that asset allocation and diversification is a better strategy than trying to time the market. It's easier. It's got less risk involved. And I think for the most most people, and especially my client, it makes the most sense. And so you got to pick your battles. If you're going to try it, try it with a portion that you're willing to part with. Yep. And, you know, and but but don't be you know, swayed against it. If you really believe it can be done, I'm telling you it can be done. Just probably not appropriate for someone that's getting closer to retirement. And that's, since that's my focus, that would be my final thought on it is be warned. If you're going to retire, don't, it's not worth the risk as great as, as your neighbor or your uncle or your brother says, Hey, I've done this. I could do it. Take it with a grain of salt. Know that they're not going to be, are they going to be the ones that bail you out if you fail? Probably not. So Take it, take it cautiously and make sure you, you plan your overall retirement prior to stepping into these dangerous waters. All right. Sounds great. Uh, I think it's good advice. Uh, interesting to think about, okay, you can time the market, but should you? 
uh, obviously, is the question. And I think you answered that quite well, Dan. Uh, interesting take. Uh, I, you always uh, bring uh, viewpoints that you're not necessarily hearing on other uh, the stock uh, viewpoints that are spewed by so-called financial advisor uh, advisors out there, just the rules of thumb that they spout. Uh, I like how you dig into these issues. So, uh, listeners, give Dan a call. Set up that complimentary consultation. What's that number? One more time. Again, the number is 888-508-5935. And like I said, listeners, I might time the market myself, but that doesn't mean you have to. So do as I say, not as I do. Uh, that's just the running joke today. But um, again, if you want to talk to me about it, I'd be more than happy to explain what I know from the behind the scenes and share my knowledge with you. All right. See if you want to try it yourself. The number 888-508-5935. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.